Welcome to the InVivo Project Podcast, where we talk about real-world, real-life experiences that empower men to embrace vulnerability so they can live life to the fullest. My name's Eric Payton. I'm your host, and today I'm joined by Josh Hill. Josh is an entrepreneur, real estate agent, and most recently a wellness coach in the East Texas area uh, for the InVivo Project. Josh, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, EP. Good to be back. Yeah, man. Uh, So for anybody listening that hasn't listened to Josh's first podcast, that's episode number two, I'd encourage you to go back and kind of listen to that one because it goes into his story of how he got sober. uh, And we wanted to have him back on, well, one, because... He's going to be doing some coaching down in East Texas. And then two, uh, just to have him come back on and kind of continually talk about his journey. So that's right. really, Josh, why we wanted to have you back on yep. today. It's good to be back. I appreciate it. And it's all about the journey. Absolutely, man. And, you know, I think today we just wanted to touch for the listeners out there, anybody that's listening, even if you're not trying to get sober, you know, what we do at the InVivo Project is wellness coaching. So anybody listening, you know, you can apply all these same principles that we're talking to, to any part of your life. And that's the cool part about it. And we really wanted to touch on three things. The first one being how, right? the H-O-W. Yeah. And when you asked me like, what's the top three things, it was kind of hard to choose because, you know, your mind kind of goes scatterbrained a little bit because it's, it's, it's a lot. But it's it's also like very basic, and like I try to keep everything super basic into a minimal, um, because if I make it too hard, I'll probably end up just not doing it. Um, and so that's that was the first one was like, how do I recover? Whether that's you know you're trying to get sober, you're struggling with substance or alcohol, or you're just trying to improve your mental health overall, right? Yeah. Um, and so the how acronym, it's actually I actually didn't make that up i've heard it in the program that i do and the how stands for honesty openness and willingness and when i look back not just like the past six months or a year and think like back what i've been walking through um, i think back to like the very beginning um, of even getting sober and that started with just being honest with myself and and admitting that you know something is going on here um and, you know, admitting that I had an issue that I need to deal with and then um, transitioning into like being open to like, OK, well, well, now what? And then I think the biggest key to it all is that willingness to do something about it, um, because I've seen guys and even myself in particular, um, you have you know how to do it, but you just don't really know what to do next, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. You know, and I think from working with people, the biggest thing is that honesty part, which is really about being vulnerable. Right. And I think a lot of times with people, the things that they're keeping in secret is like the things that are keeping them stuck. Yeah. And so being willing to come out of hiding, if you will, and open up to somebody else and yeah. say, hey, this is honestly what I'm going through that literally opens you up to the solution, which is hearing from somebody else, whether that's a coach, a therapist, or you're working, you know, like in your program with a sponsor, it's giving you that openness to be open to 
suggestions on what you need to do. And then that's when the willingness part comes in. Yeah. Um, so no, that's, that's huge. Like when you were talking about the honesty and like the vulnerability part, like my mind went to something I was listening to the other day and it said, man, if you could just get honest and vulnerable enough to drag these things that are holding you back out of the shadows and into the light with just somebody, preferably another dude, obviously, um, man, the things that could just change in your life just by being honest and vulnerable with, with somebody else and saying, you know, drag these things out of the shadow and say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. And particularly, like, for me, it's like find another guy that has something you want. Like, the guy that helps me, you know, he's been sober for over 20 years, and that's a big deal to me. So, obviously, you know, I'm going to look to someone that has – a similar life that you know I want and that for me starts with sobriety and being sober um, and when I saw that with him I was like man I really want that and I think that's really key is if you're gonna get honest and vulnerable with another dude um, you know really look at their life and not not from a like a, like trying to figure out what's different about them or what what are our differences like look for similarities and and start there and that's what really you know, attracted me to the guy that helps me and obviously you um, yeah. being a big part of that too is I saw what y'all were doing in your life, what you've done in your life. And I was like, I want to be like that. And so that's who you want to, you know, f- reach out to or guys that have that life that you want and, and just be all ears to what they have to say. And that's where that openness comes in, in into part because if a guy is – not open to receive your message that you have, it's really hard to get them to move forward. And I know that because I've, I've been in that place too. Yeah. Um, so you, you really have to cross that threshold of being open to take suggestions from other guys. Right. Yeah. And then in comes the willingness. And that's when, that's when things start to change. Cause I could tell you all day long, like, even if you are open, like, Hey, I see these things. And if you just did, you know, one, two, and three, or even just one, like, let's take this first step. Like your life could change significantly. And it's like, I've seen guys who aren't willing to do that. And then I've worked with guys who are willing to do that. And, you know, in four months I see that their life is just changing, which is really cool for me to see. And it keeps me wanting to do what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about just specifically how you have used the how of the program yeah. in the last several months of what's been going on with you personally, if yeah. you're cool with talking about 100%. that, because I think for anybody out there listening, pay attention to what Josh is <laughs> about to say, because I can tell you as a coach with working with you, you know, we, we have a, it's a two way relationship. I mean, you, I don't think you realize how much you help me when I'm helping you and, you know, we bounce back and forth, but yeah. you know, in the past, what about, couple two three months of what's been going on in your life i think for people listening especially right now it's such a time we're in such a time where there's all these transitions going on there's a lot of people losing their jobs there's a lot of people trying to go from one career to the other and so you had some stuff come up come up and i think it'd be really good for the listeners to hear and i'll be as candid as possible and vulnerable and honest obviously so yeah i mean if you if i just track back right like I opened up a, a business, right? And at the end of the day, it was very successful on on many levels, but it also 
failed at many areas too. Like I look at it as taking the L, right? And I'm cool with that now because I've learned so much from failures. I've probably learned more from failing than I ever have from taking a W and winning, right? Um, and so at the end of the day, you know, um, I got in a very bad uh, financial situation like with that business. Um, and that was really a big part of my um, sobriety too. Like that's the stress that I've, I've brought on from that or that business brought on. Um, you know, I was covering all that up trying to, you know, protect myself or, you know, show myself as what I, you know, presenting something that wasn't basically right. So moving way forward, um, like I'm in a hundred percent like rebuild phase in my life, like financially, my marriage, like, which all those are good, but like a total rebuild phase, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, and so, you know, the last probably six months, um, you know, rebuilding from, from that financial, um, position, um, and just doing, being open to suggestions, obviously, um, which going back six months, maybe not that long, um, you know, obviously staying in contact with you and like, Hey, you know, what do I need to do? Cause at the time real estate's been good. Um, but it's up and down like everything else. And it was really all I was doing at the time. Um, and so, you know, during the slow times, I'm like, you know, I'm struggling here. Like I got a family, I have kids, I have bills, they're stacking up. I'm starting to get behind. Like, I don't want to, that stress in my life because I know what it, it can push me to, I guess. Um, and so being on the phone with you, you know, you asked me the question, are you open to my suggestions? Right. And I was like, yeah, I'm open to your suggestions. And you're like, dude, like you should drive Uber. And I was like, my first thought was like, hell no. Like what if someone sees me doing that? You know what I mean? Um, but after thinking about it, you know, it kind of came down to, what are you willing to do and are, and will, will you do it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so shoot, dude, I started driving Uber, um, on the weekends. I started mowing yards. I really just became willing to do whatever I needed to do, um, to put food on the table, to be honest. And I've had a lot of help from, from different people in that transition, um, which has been a huge blessing. But I remember when I was driving Uber, it's kind of funny. I, it was like the first night I was driving Uber and at first I was kind of like embarrassed and it's just me in the car. Right. But I'm still like embarrassed. Like what's my life come to that? I'm freaking driving Uber to take care of my family. And it was, it was weird because like with that thought also came like, I'm grateful that I get to do this. Right. And, and, and the big thing that you told me is like, you just need money coming in every day. And that allowed me to do that you know, mowing yards and doing all these little things allowed money to come in every day. So what it did for me was it, it built confidence, you know what I mean? To do that. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to, to make a living. And, um, on the flip side, it really taught me to be grateful, like to be grateful for what I have. Don't fixate on the things that I don't have. Um, and just live one day at a time and focus on literally just that one day and doing what you need to do to, to make it work. Yeah. And the point of it was, is just to, like you said, to keep, keep that momentum going. Cause so many times myself included, when you get into a rough spot, 
usually people's default is to freeze up and not do anything right. and wait for something to change. Yeah. Whereas if you'll just, most of the time, if you'll just start moving and headed in that direction, whatever it may be, will usually come to fruition. And you've seen that in your own life in a short period of time. Yeah. Where and, Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like when I started doing that, like me and my wife, Connie, like got super serious. Like we started having budget meetings yeah. and getting on the same page for the first time, really in 13 years of being married but not from a place of like, not from a place of like regret or this is bad. It was more like, Hey, let's sit down, let's look at everything and like, let's be a team and figure out what we want our lives to look like. You know what I mean? And that was the first time we really did that. And I mean, she's out, you know, doing stuff that and, and working and doing what she needs to do too. And the beautiful thing is, is like by us doing this, it's built up a lot of not just confidence in our life, but a lot of hope too. Like things, you know, we're not out of the woods to, you know, to we're not out of the woods, but like you start to see like what's coming, you know what I mean? And I think that's, is huge creating that, um, you know, that momentum and that movement in your life because it, it really gives you just a man, a way better perspective on life and, and, um, and really who you are and what your character is and like really finding out like you have so much more to give than 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 you're giving you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. and i think most people will choose an unfamiliar uh oh, sorry most people will choose a familiar hell over an unfamiliar heaven right and so again just by being willing to do something different knowing you're in that situation where normally you would shut down and just wait for something to happen, but yeah. instead getting out, moving, making forward momentum. Yeah. And that is yeah. huge. I mean, it's helped me tremendously. Like it's made me not just grateful, like I said, but it's made me content too. Like not just knowing that I'm going to be okay, but like, I don't know, man, when you get this attitude of gratitude, like you start to be content with just what you have and what life where you are in life, whether it's good or bad, I think because it builds up a hope in you that things are going to get better, right? I mean, not that they have to, but you just feel and know like they're going to get better. Yeah. And then when you have a wife um, that's in that with you, man, like things just start to change. Like even just doing that for those, I don't know, I felt like it was like six months and I'm still doing some of it right now. Um, um, I feel like it just... I don't know where I was going with that, but I feel like it just changes the game. Yeah, for sure. And I think you, you brought up a good point. Most people don't have goals and they're not, if they do have a goal, they're keeping it up here in their head. They're right. not actually writing it down. And that's the beauty of having a coach working with you. Oh yeah. You know, cause it's a lot, a whole lot easier for me to look at somebody else and say, Hey, this is what's going on. I'm not emotional in your circumstance right, right now. And so let me see what I, let me tell you what I see and let's come up with a plan. And yeah. that's exactly what we did with yeah. you. Yeah. We came up with a plan. Let's said, Hey, let's work this plan and see what happens. And yeah. now you're at a point where, you know, you're, you're closing on two, working on three houses right yeah. now that you're about to close. Yeah. Uh, you got a, you got a job 
uh, doing some landman stuff, which has been great. That's extra money. Yeah. Um, and the coolest thing is that, like you said, for the first time in 13 years of being married, you guys are actually sitting down and looking at your budget and what needs to be done. 100%. Yeah. And I'm telling you, most people want to pull the covers over their head and act like it's not happening. Yeah. And that only makes things worse. Yeah. And that's what I mean by like, you know, pulling those things out of the shadow and getting honest and vulnerable. I mean, if you're married and you have a, you know, a wife, then it's really the first thing to do if you ever want to move forward, especially financially together. Um, because it's really changed our relationship and our marriage in my opinion, you know, tremendously. Like yeah. it's, I used to be so scared of it. Like every time we used to try to do that, I would, usually it was me, would get offended because I felt like I was getting criticized because I was like opening the door, like, look how much I failed as a provider and as a man. And at the time, I just didn't have the maturity to do that. You know what I mean? But like when your back is against the wall, it's like, what are you going to do about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was tired of living that way. Um, and I told Connie, I was like, man, I feel like my my greatest weapon is next sleeping next to me in my bed like mm -hmm. i need to move forward and and let her use her gifts to you know help us navigate this thing too yeah and most people are just a couple of decisions away from radically changing their life and if they'll get strategic with those couple of things and do them consistently yeah things change really quickly yeah 100 percent. so uh well, the other thing we were talking about, you know, as far as wellness goes is having a routine. So you were kind of talking about that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, for, for me and like having an athletic background, I've always enjoyed having a routine. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm still kind of like molding this, I guess, is like being all in or all out and not trying to be like that anymore. Like if I miss something, no big deal. Like I'm really focusing on, um, you know, progressing, not being perfect, but just moving forward, keeping that movement going. And for me, that's a routine, um, you know, and a routine, routine can look like different for everybody, obviously. Like I really enjoy, um, getting up early, doing some, putting pen to paper, doing some reading, some writing and, and working on my mindset and my perspective for the day. Um, going to the gym and working out, um, and then going to work like that is literally my routine getting home, being dad, hanging out with my kids. Once they're in bed, hanging out with my wife. I mean, it's, it's a very basic day, but that's what I've grown to love. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I don't know if it's, I think everybody needs some type of routine. You know what I mean? But I don't know if it's, if it's people that, that struggle with, you know, addiction or whatever. I just, I feel like everybody needs some type of routine. Cause like when you start to see progress, like, you want to keep going. You know what I mean? And I think a routine allows you to see that. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, everybody, in my opinion, needs a routine and it doesn't have to be super fancy. It's, right. It can be really, like you said, some simple things that you do on a consistent basis. And this goes back to yeah. working your program, you know, the AA program is that at the end of the day, you should be reviewing your day to yeah. see what happened. hundred uh, percent. And, it doesn't have to be perfect progress, yeah. so progress, not perfection, right. 100%. Uh, but keeping, you know, again, going back to keeping that forward momentum is what most people miss. They're either running from the problem 
freezing on the problem or in complete denial about what's really going on in their life. And those are the things that keep you stuck. And I think like keeping it basic, like when we're speaking about a routine um, and stacking wins, like I I heard this other guy, a guy say this other day, like how important it is to have a routine because you stack wins, like you getting up and getting out of bed. That's a W you doing reading, writing, meditating, prayer, whatever it works for you. There's win number two. Yeah. Going to work out, there's three wins. And so the rest of the day, you can build off that and stack wins off that. So at the end of the day, you feel satisfied because you actually were just stacking wins. So when a loss does come, it's like no big deal. Like, right. I'm, where's my next win at? Like, the losses and the failures don't affect you as much. Like, like um, I was listening to a, a book on the way here, and it said, you know, successful people rebound quickly. Like, if I used to take a, an L – or, or fail it take me weeks to get back on the horse I just I couldn't handle it but like now like walking through all these you know these little hardships or whatever it may be um I, I see myself rebounding a lot quicker yeah you know what I mean and right. I think that comes from just having a routine and building up those wins throughout the morning and then looking for them throughout the rest of the day Yeah. And I think the other thing and the last thing we'll talk about is, you know, community and accountability. I know for me, that's been huge, you know, especially with this podcast, making sure that when I feel a certain way, I don't live there. I allow myself to feel it a little bit. And then I pick up the phone and call somebody like you and say, I mean, we talked the other day. I was like, Hey man, like, got some stuff going on and having some doubts and some fears here and we talk through it. And I think having that community, which is part of what I'm trying to build here for guys specifically is having a community that you can go to because if we're left up to our own devices and our own minds, that's a dangerous place to be. Yeah. I mean, I heard the other day a, a bored man is a dangerous man. You know what I mean? And that for me is like, we're, we're built to, to build. Right. Um, and I know that doesn't really have anything to do with community or accountability. No, I think it does. But with that said, it's like community is huge. Like if something's bothering you and you know, you have someone that you can reach out to via text or call that it could change in an instant. Like I've seen, I've seen people that, like, that's really one of my first things when I'm helping a guy. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, where are you going? Are you a part of any group? And if they say no, I'm like, you have to go get engaged. Because when you don't, like, you stay in this, like, self-centered, self-absorbing, poor me, like, mindset in life. And yeah. that is just detriment. And so, like, guys and girls, obviously, but, like, getting involved in a community, in a group, whatever that group may be, um, it just gets you out of that self. Like even if you're going to a, a meeting or a Bible study or whatever it may be, and it's for an hour, it's one hour that you get to get out of yourself. You get mm-hmm. to listen to other people's stories. You get to understand like it's not just me that struggles with this because that being self-centered, like self-absorbed, that's a super dangerous place to be too. And I think that's where – community is is huge because it gets you out of that mindset and kind of gets you into the right perspective of like oh i don't have to go at this alone you know what i mean yeah yeah and the accountability piece too is huge um i know we were just talking on the phone the other day like i was 
not in a great spot. And I think I was call we were calling just to talk about this podcast. Yeah. But then you were telling me about something that was going on with you and it sparked me to open up to you. And it's it's invaluable, the accountability piece. And you only can really get that accountability if you are in a community of people. For sure. And that goes back to our first thing, which is being honest with what's going on with you open to the suggestions that you get and then willing to actually right. walk it out and do the things that you need to do in order to make changes yeah. in your life. And I think it, you know, I'm speaking for myself here, but accountability is what really helps me be successful. Um, because when you can build a team around you, um, whether that's being, you know, me and you, I guess, kind of coaching each other or me getting to coach other guys, like I'm building that, community but i'm also building that accountability so i'm not going to tell another another man to hey you need to do this and i'm not doing it Correct. like and i said this in our first podcast like josh will quit will quit on josh pretty quickly but if i have someone that's holding me accountable and i've told them something that i want to do i want to um be successful in like it just changes like your perspective yeah. changes because you're like it's not that it's like i don't want to fail them it's like no i told them i'm going to do it and I'm going to do it. And I want them to hold me accountable to it. Like I have accountability people in all different little aspects of my life. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's the cool part about coaching other dudes is like by you holding them accountable, they're also holding you accountable without really knowing it. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, helping guys in the last like, you know, six months and getting honest and open with those guys has been awesome because it's, it's helped change me too. Like it's, it's kept me sober, which is awesome because I don't know when you start helping other people, like you always, it always comes back to you. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, man, it's been good to have you on again. Uh, I want to give one last shout out that Josh has taken clients in the East yep. Texas area. So if you know anybody in the East Texas area that needs a coach, whether it's for sobriety, just trying to live a better life, um, or you've got a specific goal and you need some of that accountability, you can reach out to us at theinvivoproject.com or on social media at theinvivoproject, uh, Eric underscore Peyton or Josh is Yeah, at, Josh Hill Realtor on Instagram. Yeah. So if you've heard something that's resonated, don't sit around and wait. Make a call. We're here to help. Um, and it's what we're... That's what we love to do. Yeah. So, and I would absolutely love to help any guy. And usually, like for me, it's like ages 18 to like 40 because that's where I'm 37. Um, and I know all the struggles that high schoolers have. I've been there, I've lived it. Um, so that's really like the age that I'm looking for to help um, 18 to, you know, 40 years old. Um, so, yeah, if you're looking for an, uh, an impactful coach and something that could change your life, you know, reach out to us for sure. All right, man. Thanks for coming, bro. Glad to be here. Yep.